outside the box, getting educated in many ways. Today's topic is creature lessons. I think we can learn a lot from each other. That's part of the idea behind these outside-the-box features. But why limit our learning to fellow humans? Animals and even insects can teach us a lot, too. I've been hanging on to this one-page handout called Lessons from Geese for a long time. I finally decided to look for other examples of creatures showing us a better way. But when I went online to find examples, mostly what I got were spiritual lessons from animals in the Bible, or stuff geared to kids, like the courage of a lion or unconditional love from dogs. Boring. So I had to dig more to find what animals do well and what we could emulate. Let me offer a few examples. Just the fact that we have little interaction with mammals other than a few domesticated ones tells us something. We barely understand what understand most animal species. We're too separate from the world of other animals. We may have a superiority complex toward them. One lesson, get to know them more or else stop thinking that we know more than they do. After all, they're living lightly on our planet while we're causing a climate emergency. Author Kate Good says that there are five creatures that we cannot live without. Those are ants because they fertilize our soil, termites because they decompose stuff in soil into dirt, bats, harmful insect control and seed distribution, uh, frogs as indicators of the health of ecosystems, and of course bees as pollinators of many crops. Bees offer us a lesson in democratic worker self-management. Worker bees, as a group, decide where to go for the day's food. They also decide, as a colony, what temperature the hive should be, when to produce more combs, when to swarm into a new colony, and where that new colony will be. These decisions are not made by the egg layer, the queen, but rather collectively, with great precision by worker bees. They've been described as the epitome of logical democracy. They practice successful consensus decision-making. Bees aren't the only consensus practitioners. Other creatures also need to stay together for mutual protection, so their decisions need to be group-based as well. Birds, fish, and mammals like buffalo all need to decide if they want to travel together and make other collective decisions. Most creatures protect each other against the threat of other species. Not us. We kill each other and kill lots of other animals, almost never because that animal threatened us. Some animals do kill other species because that's their source of food. But humans can live fine, without killing a single animal creature as part of our food needs. Could we stop being mass murderers? If there's a mild winter, then more deer and moose survive in my area. The balance between animals and their food supply is out of whack. Too many eaters and not enough food. 
cull the herd? That's what humans as hunters do to deer and moose. So maybe maybe we humans need to cull our own herd if we overpopulate, which we're doing now massively. Cull by having wars? No, too gruesome. Climate emergency? Mm, not a controlled reduction. Forced sterilization? No, something by choice would be better. Stop producing so many babies? No, that could work, with help from some reproductive control methods that most women would love to have. Oh, and what is one good lesson from geese? When geese fly in formation, they're able to fly 71% farther. By sharing the leadership position in the front, the whole flock arrives at their destination safely and with more energy. So, rotate fresh leadership. The same old humans year after year making our decisions won't get us to our destination as quickly or safely. Which are superior, animals other than us or humans? Maybe I'll answer that question in a future outside the box. What animal or creature are you most like or identify as? Why? I'm Larry Danzinger, definitely a scavenger, like a vulture or an ant. Ah. Uh.